everyone, and welcome to the first episode in our snack size series, as Clay is uh, wanting me to call it this week. I, I, I prefer a morsel or a tidbit of an episode, but uh, it's going to be a little different just because I'm leaving for Disney World in the morning. Well, actually, tomorrow night, I should say, and there will not be a actual episode out this week, but we wanted to put something out for you guys, so... We decided we wanted to talk about a couple of things and then just take some uh, listener emails and uh, some questions off the Facebook page. So with that, let's get going. Uh, Clay, how you doing, man? It seems like it's been a real short time since the last time we talked. Yeah, well, um, actually, I don't know. It's weird to be recording on a Monday. Of course, you know, there's people that are in town that reached out to me, like, hey, you want to hang out tonight, you know? And then I was like, no, nah, sorry, I record podcasts. They're like, what? I was like, yeah. <laughs> Duty calls. You do a podcast? Duty, Duty calls. Everybody asks me um, when they find out that we're doing a podcast, they're like, well, not everybody. I mean, our friends don't, but like uh, friends from here and so on and so forth. They're like, what made you want to do that? Why Why would you do something like that? That's just so weird. <laughs> why not? I just like to talk about this random stuff that we talk about every week. Uh, well, I think it's, I still think it's funny how you kind of like bamboozle me with the podcast to begin with. Cause, you know, we'd always talked about it, but you're like, I'm going to do one with Derek. I was like, yeah, that's cool, man. Heck yeah. You know, I hope it does well. You know, I'll listen to it. And then you're like, hey, man, uh, you ready to record? And I'm like, what? As you curse me under your breath the entire time. <laughs> oh, you mother. This, this was our dream. This was our dream. <laughs> oh, you liar. Some kind of Looney Tunes character. Um, yesterday, uh, it was Sunday, and it was a very weird time. Um, I was, you know, in my apartment complex, there's like four apartments. We all share the same washer and dryer, which is fine, you know, uh, except I did a load of clothes. You know, I got up early on a Sunday, was cleaning the kitchen, everything, getting everything ready. And then the dryer wouldn't work, man. So I had to literally just cover the entire apartment with my clothes. So it was fun. Just make sure they dry out. Fun. And then um, video game-wise, I've been playing uh, Porchlight 2, a.k.a. Torchlight 2, and it has been a blast. I prefer the church lights. Church lights. Um, it's, it's, I'm having such a great time. I mean, uh, I think, like I think I've caught up with you guys um, experience-wise, so hopefully we play a little bit later today or tonight, whatever. Uh, I don't even know exactly. I'm actually playing a little bit of it right now. I want to talk to you, but... Um, I was playing that. I was playing a bunch of just random games. I played a trains game where you just have like a train track, and it was probably the most pleasantly calm game I've played in a long time. I literally was like just having okay time, just making trains and stuff. So, so is it as calming as uh, say a farming simulator game? Uh, not exactly. Or is it a different? Yeah. Is it a different type of calming? It's like, man, I'm just chill. I'm over here, just you know, building this train. I'm just having a good time, man. I'm a businessman, so with these trains and stuff. But um, but that was that was really fun though. Um, and then I've been playing the uh, the see, what is it called? I can't remember what it's called. Oh, the Talos Principle, which is just mm-hmm. one of those games, kind of like Mist and. Uh, others where you're just put on some kind of banded island that looks really pretty and you have puzzles to do. So, um, like I said, I've been just really enjoying that. Um, oh, yeah, man. Uh, awesome. No comic book dates this Monday. Well, well, you know, today was a good so, day. So. I said last week, 
you know, I was going to get my comic books, and I did. Um, I haven't got to – I would plan on sitting, not sitting down and reading some of them today, but I just got to finish. I got the Marvel, uh, that 80th uh, anniversary giant size issue that was like, yeah. you know, one page for each one. I finally finished it tonight, and, man, I enjoyed that quite a bit. It, uh, it's a fun little read. Uh, it's 80 pages, one page. Uh, Al Ewing actually does quite a bit of the stories in it, and it's kind of a uh, there's kind of a story that plays throughout the whole thing with some little offshoots here and there. But it was pretty good. But I started reading um, Marauders. I think was the first one. That is that the one? That's the one with uh, Kate Pride, right? Kate Pride. Yeah. I started reading it. I haven't got to finish it yet. But anyway, um, really. Uh, what we're here to talk about tonight on, you know, just like our normal talks, uh, we got two things. And then other than that, we're just going to answer some emails and some uh, listener uh, questions that were posted on the Facebook page. I literally just put out a post uh, on the Facebook page, so hopefully somebody will put one up there for us. We've got, we've got a few, so I think it'll be fun. But like I said, we're just going to do a quick little... Uh, tidbit or a snack or morsel um, type of episode. I mean, really, people want to talk about Mandalorian and Watchmen. And mm-hmm. if they ain't watching Watchmen, man, they're missing out. Well, you know, that, that episode was penultimate. I think it's the penultimate episode. Uh, it, it's really good. Uh, a lot of looking glass story in that one. Uh, and, you know, as it goes, as this keeps rolling on and I keep Looking Glass becomes more and more uh, Rorschach. Uh, I just see it happening. Uh, there's just so many little similar- similarities that they, uh, you know, put between the two of them. It's kind Eating of the beans. Mm-hmm. That's the one very really religious type mind. of kid, you know? I mean, gosh, so what did you think about the opening of that episode? Uh, it took me a minute to realize, oh, by the way, there's going to be spoilers all through both of these. So, uh, oh yeah. If you want to not be spoiled and just want to listen to us answer ridiculous emails and and stuff, uh, just fast forward uh, a few minutes. I really have no idea how long we're going to ramble on these. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, it took me a few minutes to figure out who that was, you know, and what was going. And I knew it was set. Well, you knew what was about to happen, but I couldn't figure out who he was at first, which it ends up being Looking Glass, and uh, it's uh, it's it's pretty pretty intense. It's pretty crazy. Uh, well, they finally were able to do what the movie could not do, because the movie, of course, decides mm-hmm. to take the out where it was Dr. Manhattan was the reason for everyone, you know, the huge amount of people dying right. in New York. Instead, they went full squid on this, and it made me so excited. And it was so well done, man. Psychic, Everything. psychic squid. Yeah. Oh, psychic squid. But uh, that opening was so, so yeah. good, though. Yeah. And by the way, this soundtrack, man, I went back hey. and listened to it. It's not, it's just. I listened to it today. Trent Reznor was Atticus, mm-hmm. is it Atticus Finch? Atticus Finch is his uh, co-composer on this one. Man, it, it, it beats down. Yeah. You had mentioned it. We, we had talked about it, and then you had mentioned something about it. I think you actually posted it on Twitter about it, and I was like, I want to sit down and listen to it today. And, man, it's good. It's it, 
uh, it's like you said that 80s synth beat was happening, but I also uh, felt a lot of uh, Nine Inch Nails uh, vibes from it as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that first, that f- the first track, and hold on, I'm gonna pull them up right now because I can't remember the names of them. The first track, and there was one other that really stuck out in my mind. Uh, just, uh, sorry, should have had this good. Ready. Uh, how the West was really won, and um, let me find another one. And none. I won't go any further with that one because it's a, uh, it's it's a little, it's none and a mother effing gun. So you can figure out from there. But uh, those were the two that stood out for me uh, a lot. Uh, but yeah, it's really good. But let's get back to the episode. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff happened this week. Um, did you see the twist coming with the 7th Calvary? Uh, no, not at all. Not mm-hmm. at all. Mm-mm. So, Don Knotts' character it was ahead of the police force while the senator, was senator's dad, I guess at the time, were keeping people mm-hmm. separate. And that's Don Johnson, by the way. Don Johnson. He said Don Knotts. <laughs> did I say Don Knotts? <laughs> Hi! Hey, oh, trying to keep the peace out here, guys. Uh, he was in, yes, Andy Griffiths, but also Apple Dumpling Gang. So you know, I understand where you're going mixed up. It's all right. Um, but that was um, amazing to hear. Um, we're just talking about looking less. I mean, just what he was going through, mm-hmm. dealing with the tragedy, the the trauma Post, uh, of traumatic, like. Psychic syndrome, almost, um, yeah, uh, or squid syndrome. I wish I had it right in front of me. What he was, uh, the his little help group that he was running, what they called it. But uh, yeah, he, you didn't realize what kind of uh, issues he had until this episode, and then it kind of just all becomes crystal clear by the end of it. Um, but yeah, that was uh, some pretty powerful stuff. Um, but him just pretty much having his whole what everything that he thought swept ripped out. up, mm-hmm. yeah, ripped out. And so, I mean, did I feel weird though with Adrian Veidt? Why would it just doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. to me? Why would he do such a hard job in the comics of making sure that there was that no one would know what was going on, mm-hmm. uh, only just to tell to President Redford this? But then again, I mean, Ozzy Minus—that's the whole thing—is being. Um, it's failed by pride, pretty much, that whole story, right. you know. So I guess I could see where he is just so full of himself that he feels the need to sit there and tell somebody about it. But, I don't know, it's just weird to me that he would do a message like that when he did such a fine job of trying to keep everything so quiet. Mm-hmm. So, but well, now we know that a huge group of people know the truth about the psychics. We had. Yeah, which is... I guess we can go ahead and say it was all Adrian uh, Vett's idea. Bike, right. I don't know why I say Vett every time. but Anyway, it was his idea. He was the one who caused it to happen, and it was all to, uh, let's see, what was it, basically get Robert Redford (laughs) elected as president and so on and so forth. Well, I mean, it was, that's one of the, that's one of the things to, to help, Called, I mean, to to push their progressive to push their, their message, 
Right. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, it's that, it's that one thing that always kills me about the end of Watchmen. I mean, what do you do? I mean, they have averted nuclear war mm-hmm. by sacrificing a small amount, which is what three million people, mm-hmm. for the greater good of the world. I mean, and that's what Rorschach. But even thing, I think Rorschach towards the end of that knew, and so he forced them to make that decision. Mm-hmm. To, you know, to pretty much kill him. To make things happen. I think he knew what the right decision was to begin with. But, you know, he had to stand by his own morals. Um, So, yeah, that was a big uh, bombshell. But uh, Adrian Veidt now, um, so he's not on on Mars. He's on a moon of Mars, I'm assuming. No, he's on Jupiter. A moon of Jupiter. I thought that was Mars that I saw in the background. No, it wasn't. And that's what's been kind of uh, freaking me out because um, I just read a couple of reviews online on Reddit just, you know, see what other people were thinking about it. And everybody's confirmed that that is a moon of Jupiter. So, which is very perplexing to me. But wouldn't it make sense, huh. though? I mean, wouldn't what's her name Sally Jupiter? I can't remember. I'm just trying to make. Yeah. Um, no, I see what you're saying, but I could have swore I saw Mars in the background, you know, when he launched himself. <laughs> Made the uh, the uh, save me sign out of all the clones. Dead bodies. The dead clones. Oh my god! Yeah. That was so funny. Yeah. So, who do we think actually is in control of this? Though, is it? I mean, they you know the clones obviously say that their god is no longer around. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if they're in reference to Doctor Manhattan. But again, I'm always just wondering why would Doctor Manhattan do this to begin with? It makes no sense to me. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's got Lady Tree, man. I, there's a bunch up in the air There's right a lot of stuff happening at one time. And we haven't even talked about uh, Regina King's uh, character. Yeah, Angela Abar. Yes. And finding out about those pills, the pills that her grandfather gave her are nostalgia pills. And they're not supposed to be taken by anyone else but the person they were meant for. But right before, of course... Now, of course, Looking Glass was forced to give her up because if he didn't, they were going to kill her and her family. Mm-hmm. So he was forced to sit there and, and narc her out, whatever, or make force her to actually make her narc her narc herself, whatever. But um, yeah, so on top of that, uh, she's taking a bunch of pills, and I don't know if you read the new Pedia article, but you're not supposed to do that ever. Right. Well, you can see from the. Uh from the next episode, uh, she's going to be tripping hard. Yeah, she's tripping hard. Uh, but we'll finally get some backstory on her grandfather, which is what I've been waiting for, too. Uh, I don't know. I'm excited. Again, I mean, we say it every week so far. But uh, I love it. I love where it's going. Uh, I'm with you. I think this was like a pretty major episode as to uh, uh, revelations and so on and so forth, especially the whole looking glass arc in this one. So, but, you know, just real quick, and then let's move on. Uh, He's still not completely decided that he believes the Seventh Calvary, and you can tell that at the end when he goes back and picks up the uh, emergency -hmm. emergency squid detection (laughs) system. We didn't talk talk about, but we won't go into it right now. But you know, he's and then there. the armed guards from the Seven Calorie come yeah. out there. Of course, they're not going to kill him off screen. That'd be ridiculous. Yeah. That'd be no, stupid. No, no. But uh, 
it's, it was such a good episode, and wow, I mean, just wow, what a way to flesh that character out. And yeah, I could see the resemblance to Rorschach, especially when he's eating beans. Yeah, that the beans part is what really made me think of it more than any. Uh, that's uh, I was sitting there uh, watching. It's like, why is that making me think of something else? You know, and then yeah. uh, I was reading some random uh, Easter egg uh, article on something. And then they were like, you know, that's the same way Rorschach would eat and everything. It's like, yeah, that's it right there. It really makes always me like how you always like how Rorschach would say Herm, yeah, in the in the comics, H U R M. It really Herm. makes me want to go back and read the graphic novel again. Uh, I've come close to. to digging it out once or twice, or just buying it digital. So, well, uh, the fact they were able to make some I mean, compelling characters without the source—I mean, pretty much without the source material. Well, we yeah. don't know they use the source material. I mean, they, they they made these new characters for you know a new generation, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I've just really enjoyed it all. So, oh, it's a great ride. I told somebody today. I asked if they were watching it, and they're like, "No." Uh, I said, "Well, you read the graphic novel," and they were like, "Yeah." They said, but I was really turned off by the movie, Watchmen movie. And I was like, well, listen, you can put that out of your mind because this is a direct continuation of the Watchmen graphic novel. And it's just been absolutely amazing so far. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but, oh, I don't know. Let's, with that, let's move on, Clay. Let's uh, talk about the uh, probably highlight of my TV watching uh, this week. Uh the Mandalorian. Oh, yeah. We've had two episodes this week. Uh, the second one was The Child, which was aptly named. And, uh, man, does it not feel just – we said it already, but how good does it feel to be back in Star Wars like this? That's uh, great, man. Gosh. Man. And here I was complaining. I was like, you know what I really liked about The Mandalorian, man? You know, there's no Jedi and stuff and blah, blah. <laughs> well, lo and behold, well, here we are. Here's the Jedi. There's a Jedi. This episode is, uh, uh, it's, it's good. From, this has been two episodes that have been just great from start to finish. I haven't felt bored, I don't think, in either episode at all. Uh, I was saddened by all the, uh, disintegrations, the Jawas that were, like, just, God, man. Uh, Boom TD, indeed. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but... So basically, the story revolves around uh, the Mandalorian coming back from getting the child, the Yoda child. And, uh, well, first, you know, he gets attacked by bounty hunters, so you know that there's still more out there trying to get this child or kill the child. I'm, you know, I don't know. Uh, he gets attacked once. But anyway, he gets back to a ship, and the Jawas are salvaging it, which is pretty funny. They have herds. They're great God, sand crawler. And so, and then from there, it's just basically uh, a chase movie for a little bit, I guess. Isn't it? Yeah, I, I never knew that I needed a sand crawler chase in my life yeah. until I watched that episode. Yeah. It was amazing. I didn't realize there were so many places that Jawas could stick their heads out of in a freaking <laughs> sand crawler. <laughs> oh, God. And, and it's, I like the comedy at the end of it. Like, he finally... You know, he's fighting to get all the way up to the top, and he has all that trouble, and he finally gets up there, and then there's like 50 little Jawas standing around with their freaking yep. uh, up stun guns. stun guns, and, you know, they take out the Mandalorian. So, it's good. Um, yeah, it was really good. Um, I do like it when eventually he makes peace with them, and they agree to get the egg. 
and it's just him inside the same car with him, and there's yeah. like no space for him, and he keeps hitting his head. Yeah. Oh man, I laughed. Uh, watching the uh, the yodeling, whatever, try to heal. Uh, the Mandalorian so many times. Part of the episode. Yeah. <laughs> he like just keeps doing the same thing yeah. Yoda does. You know, puts up his three fingers when he's all like trying to concentrate, and he's like, "No, no, no." He keeps I'm pressing good. him away, and it's like, "Come on, no, let no. me heal you." No. Uh, uh, but I don't know. Uh, like the that last fight, so he has to fight a giant furry rhinoceros. Uh, I don't. It know almost looks like the one from uh, the um, that a lot of people. Were, yeah, we're comparing it to the one from Attack of the Clones that. Killed. They got Django killed. So uh, I don't know if it's the same or not. But that uh, didn't kill Django, by the way. He, I didn't say it. I didn't say it killed him. Say, okay, Don Knotts. It was. No. It was one. Oh, Django fat again. Oh no. <laughs> but he has to fight this. The, the jaw was one an egg, and you find out that the egg they want is from this hairy rhinoceros thing. That lays a beat down on him. That was a good little fight. It's kind of one-sided yeah. until we get to see the uh, the Yoda child uh, really cut loose with his force powers. Well, I wouldn't call it cutting loose, but I mean, he stopped it dead in its tracks. His size and body, man. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure he cut loose and he was knocked out for like a day. Yeah, and like I find it funny that he just killed him in like you know just one little poke. He's done. Yeah. But uh, and so yeah, that was such a good end to that episode. Well, good. You well, know, you forget about the part where he got the egg, and then he took the, the jaw to the Jawas, and they promptly cut it open and ate the yolk. Had br- they had, had breakfast, morning yeah. brunch. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which I never thought I'd see Jawas eat, and I probably don't need to see that again. Dee-dee. But uh, but the big things on this one are the two scenes with the. Uh, the child trying to use his powers. And like you said, that first one was hilarious. And that second one uh, just shows how powerful he is, even at that young of an age. Yep. So. I'm still in disbelief that you you do not still think that it's that big of a fireball, firebomb, explosion. Well, I don't want to say explosion firebomb for. I'm just talking about like just how big the first episode was. I mean, still pretty amazing to me that we've got this little Yoda thing. And there's so many different questions are being brought well, up now yeah i didn't you know it didn't like knock me over but at the same time uh i'm loving the story and the questions i've got questions left and right i mean you know is it is it a clone because we got the camino doctor you know back there and so on and so forth but that's the biggest well, question so i don't know the biggest question anything about is how many people are interested in this yodeling because first of all I mean, that was some pretty tight security keeping guard of him. And they must have been taking care of him for the past 50 years. And then you have the guy who sent uh, Warner Herzog, who sent the Mandalorian, and then who sent the other bounty hunters. the other three, yeah. Exactly. So, IG-11. So, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on, man. So, um, I have to wonder if the Yodeling was under Imperial control for a long time. I wonder if it had something to do with the Emperor. Well, um, that's you know, there's a lot of... So a lot of stuff in the books, though, that we're talking about, you know, the Emperor's plans after he, you know, if he was to die. Well, you know, and, you know, it's not canon now, but, of course, in the Zahn books, uh, the, uh, what was his name, Joris Sabath, or Bath, what was it, do you remember? Hey, I just said George Kabath when I was a kid, yeah. so that's how I stuck with. So, either way, but, you know, he was a clone, and... And don't forget this Luke Skywalker clone with the extra U. 
Yeah. That's how you knew it was Luke. Luke. But, um, I don't know. I'm just interested in, (laughs) I really just want to watch this little kid keep trying to use the force. And the, I just want to hug him, man. <laughs> it I just want to make him part of my family, you know. He is a cute little Yoda, man. Where's the uh, gifts for us? You know, I can't wait to buy Yoda gifts for people. So, let's see. We'll have another episode this Friday. Am I right? Yeah. Right. Okay. I won't be able to watch it, but I'll watch it when I get back, which kind of sucks because I'll miss it and Watchmen this week. But uh, No! But uh, I'll be ready to talk about them when we get started back up with the regular episode. But uh, anything else you want to say on this one, Clay? Uh, the soundtrack to that as well, man. It slaps. Is it, it good? Bumps hard. It's uh, good. I've been listening to it. So good. good. I think you mentioned it, too, on Twitter. And I've got it. I added it to my library, but I haven't got to listen to it yet. Uh, In a world where the, you know, where John Williams rules Star Wars soundtrack, uh, I, I can't remember the gentleman's name, but he's killing it. I'm really enjoying it. I also like the guy that did the solo soundtrack, too. It had a nice little uh, darkness to it. Just, you know, the greediness of being on Corelli and all that. But This one was uh, uh, Ludwig Gorosin. I probably butchered that, but anyway. That's who did The Mandalorian. Oh, cool. Well, he's killing it, and definitely listen to it, because yeah. it's a fun soundtrack. Um, I might try to listen to it tomorrow while I drive 13. <laughs> but um, only thing, uh, I guess that's it. Uh, I don't really have anything else to say other than that. I'm just really, it just really feels good to be back in, back and excited. Which I, you know, I say that. It feels I'm, great to have another Jedi at the middle of a Star Wars mystery. <laughs> uh, he's not a Jedi. He's just a little. He's just a little Yoda child. So yeah, I have to wonder if his whole species are all attuned to the. How the powerful are they in the Force exactly, or is he, or is he just a clone of Yoda? Well, that was a big thing. I mean, I read about George Lucas and Lucas Films back in the day. I mean, he did not want anyone want to touch. Yeah, Yoda's. And supposedly, they have talked to him about this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, consulted him about Yoda. I just hope we get to see some more Yoda and just kind of get a little backstory. I mean, I don't have to have a lot, but just give me a little bit, you know, some love here so I know what's kind of going on with them. Mm-hmm. But seriously, it better not be something lame where everybody's name starts with letter Y. But that's lame. Please stop. Yaddle, your riddle. I don't think What was have. that? Uh, what was the anti-force uh, animals? The Yismarli, Zamarli? Yeah. yeah. Mon, I Mon Calamari. Oh, no. Never mind. <laughs> Like trying to pronounce a R.A. Salvatore book. <laughs> Maza Mazraban of the Maylee McGarthy. <laughs> Drizzit de Erden. Yeah. So, but, yeah, I'm excited. I'm, uh, I don't know. Let's see. Episode, I wonder if it gave the name yet. I don't see it right here where I've got this stuff pulled up. So we'll see. But uh, I'm excited. Uh, let's see. Well, good. So with that, Clay, let's uh, let's roll over and let's answer some uh, emails and some viewer questions. Although, let's see, how many viewer? Here we go. Let me get down here to the right one. Oh, one of them. No, there's there might be two. <laughs> Maybe. Brandon did write four, like a four-part question, four different email. It's all about Sam Raimi, though, so, so uh, it's technically uh, one. Great. 
So let's see. Alright, pull my comments up here. Alright, let's start off with, uh, since you brought up Brandon, we'll just start with Brandon real quick. Brandon uh, sent us an email. He said, according to Alexa, there's about 89 Eddie Murphy movies. He's had a very long career, and and what would you say is your favorite Eddie Murphy movie? For me, it's Trading Places. Also, I bet everyone is dying to know what is your favorite soup. So let's start with the first one. Favorite Eddie, Mur- Eddie Murphy movie? I don't know, man. Probably Beverly Hills Cop. I liked that one as a kid. I thought about yeah. that one. Uh, I used to love it growing up. I think my favorite one, though, is uh, probably Heart on Knots. Him and Richard Pryor and Red Fox is in it. Yeah, uh, that's a good movie. I used to love it growing up when uh, Red Fox's wife shot his shot his pinky toe off, and there was lots of cussing <laughs> and so on and so forth. It was good. Uh, I don't know, but like really anything from the eighties. When you're talking Eddie Murphy, you can't go wrong with. Uh, also, definitely one of the uh, funniest men of the eighties. I would have to say. Definitely, well, I'm excited. Uh, like I said earlier in one or one of the earlier podcasts, uh, Dolomite is my name is a great movie, and it feels like Eddie Murphy being Eddie Murphy again. And uh, Netflix just uh, okayed a and Paramount had cut a deal to do a Beverly Hills Cop four which, on Netflix. Yeah, which if they can go back to the feel of one and two, I'm all for. I never was a big fan of the. Part three. Third one. Yeah. That's but, when they were at the uh, amusement park. Yes. Yeah. It's been a while since so, I watched it. But, you know, I mean, Coming to America is another one. Really, I mean, I could just, any of those, I mean, I could sit and watch his, his Saturday Night Live stuff was like, uh, just classic. His uh, James Brown Celebrity Hot Tub Party. Um, <laughs> uh, or, or the scene, or the, Probably my favorite scene in Coming to America is uh, anytime they're at the barbershop and everybody's talking about Rocky Marciano and all that stuff. Yeah, it's really good stuff. Uh, but now the next question though, what's your favorite soup? Uh, it's like a tie between uh, tomato soup or uh, New England clam chowder. Chowder. See, I was actually talking about soup today at work and likes and dislikes. Uh, believe it or not. Uh, first of all, would you consider chili a soup? Um, no. Okay. Then I'm going to go with, like, a beef and barley with potatoes, maybe some carrots in there, too. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always been a, a, a good one. Uh, you know, you can't hardly go wrong with some good chicken noodle soup. But What's a good cold soup? I don't like a cold soup. There's nothing I can think of. I was going to say, because cereal is technically kind of a soup. Cereal is not a soup. No. Cereal is cereal. I mean, kind of a soup. No. Cereal is... It's got a broth, but it's, you know, milk, and then you get... No. No. (laughs) Cereal. (laughs) (laughs) You leftist leaning ways won't change my mind, Clay. But here's my question now. Like, say you got a good vegetable soup. Right. Do you like corn in your soup? Yes. Do you? I, I can't do like a vegetable soup or a taco soup. But does, know, that, does that make it corn, corn chowder, though, if you put corn I, in it? Though? That's, I don't like corn in my soup. I, there's just something about it that's just not right. It doesn't work for me. I'm glad that you're having like 
your therapy session right no, now. No, about I've already talked about soup. this. I've already talked about this today. We had like a, a long discussion about, uh, you know, corn etiquette when it comes to soup. So, but you like corn on the cob. Oh yeah, like corn, 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 corn on the cob, or you know, a creamed corn, or you know, creamed corn out of soup, or no, uh-uh. <laughs> or or a uh, you know whole kernel corn or popcorn. That's all good, but just you know, soup with corn in it, I just can't do. I'm but glad anyway. that you agreed on these certain things are soups, you know, like uh, Captain Crunch stuff. So Captain Crunch is not a soup. As well. Captain Crunch is. <laughs> The only thing Raisin Bran, best America's number one soup. That's your right. Like, let me tell you something. That's like saying that uh, ketchup goes good on a hot dog. All right. Uh, yeah, that's good if you're like ten years old. No, if you like the a condiment that destroys the taste of anything it's applied to. Yeah. See exactly. All right. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. Because we'll thank you, Brandon. Talk about ketchup and corn and all that, which is really weird. Captain Crunch. Uh, next up, uh, we got one from Glenn. Uh, thanks for all the show suggestions last week. I think I'll be diving into Stranger Things next. Let me know what to look for without major spoilers. Uh, Jason, you will, will you be flying or driving to Disney with your family? I hope the answer is driving and you will be having a National Lampoon-style adventure. What are your guys' favorite parts of a road trip? Uh, let's see. Uh, Stranger Things, that's a good call. Um, I'll just let you watch it and let us know what you think. Uh, again, I can't stress enough how much I love that show. Clay, I know you like, I like it, it, not as much as I enjoyed this third season. I think, you know, but we talked about that quite a bit. If you want to put a funnel down your throat and just have stuff with nothing but 80s references. <laughs> it was, it worked for me, so that's all good. Uh, on the Disney side, uh, we're driving down. We're going to leave tomorrow night, about 10 that night, and drive all night. Disney, or down to Florida that morning, I think it's about a 13-hour drive for us. Uh, it's usually about 11, but when you have a child and a, a wife pregnant with twins, you tend to stop a lot more Yeah, than what you normally would. But, um, and yes, we have lots of National Lampoon style adventures anytime we go on a family vacations. Uh, probably my favorite part of road tripping is uh, just the drive itself. Uh, we went, we drove out west uh, the last, not this summer, but the last two summers, we drove out west to see family out there and uh, lots of uh, random little towns and stuff found and random drives out to the middle of nowhere happened, that kind of thing. Uh, really, it's just a drive for me because I love uh, just getting out and seeing the country itself. So, what about you, Clay? Anything stick out to you when you do road trips? I don't admit, well, I don't know. I mean, I do love the road trips I took with friends when I was young and everything, but now I've gotten older, I, I just rather pay the money to fly, you know. Cause well, I agree. If I'm, yeah. going, if I'm going somewhere, I just want to get there as get quick there. as I can yeah. and enjoy my time when I'm there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I do love driving. I like driving on the road. I like driving for long amounts of time. I just 
just something about it when you get to see it's kind of other relaxing. places than Tennessee, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just relaxing, and, uh, you know, I had never, before we went out uh, west, the furthest I'd been west was uh, actually to the Mississippi River, driving, that is. Uh, I had flown out west to Texas and so on and so forth, but I never drove. Hey, man, there's nothing worse than when you drive on the, uh, across the Mississippi River going from Memphis into Arkansas. And so sunny. It's so, yeah, it's so nice in Tennessee. And then you get on the Arkansas, Arkansas side, like the roads turn into like dirt roads and the sun's like, like not even the sun. It's just everything's frowning at you. Everybody hates you. Nothing but potholes and everything. It's crazy. It's like all of Arkansas is just that way. And then, Garbage. And then once sure. you hit, uh, hit like Oklahoma, it's just like flat. Yeah, it's like this beautiful. It's like a ray of light hits you, and you're like, it's like welcome, <laughs> welcome. welcome. So uh, anywhere but Arkansas. It's pretty amazing uh, driving out there. We drove forty all the way out to uh, Nevada. Well, technically Arizona. Then we cut up through Las Vegas and drove up through Nevada. And then we've come back 70 through the Rocky Mountains. Uh, and then we've also come back uh, across I-80 and then come down from there. Uh, it's pretty amazing. Uh, I, I'm not going to get started because I could talk about uh, being out west and all that stuff all day. Go write in your journal some more about it. I, I, I might. It's a, it's pretty pretty wonderful. Today we had a great drive. It was a beautiful drive. Drive that many people have ever taken this life. <laughs> Let's uh, roll on to our next one because I'm about to close this thing up. Uh, this is from Josh. Uh, since Jason is about to head to Disney, I was wondering what are your three favorite Disney princesses and why? Also, if not already discussed, I would love to hear your thoughts on The Mandalorian Episode 2. And that's from Josh. Uh, Clay? <laughs> favorite princesses? Three, three favorite Disney princesses. Well, obviously, Princess Leia is one of them now, right? I think you could include that in there. I mean, that's number one. That's a good one. Uh, I hadn't thought about that, but I'll, I will accept that. I don't know, man. I'm not really particular towards uh, any other princesses. What, what about really? some Aurora, Sleeping Beauty? What do you think about that one? Uh, no. Cinderella. I was, I I was Cinderella. thinking more. I was thinking more like maybe, uh, I don't know. Maybe Ariel, maybe? I don't Ariel, know, Jasmine? Ariel's all right. Jasmine's all right. Uh, I am partial to uh, Moana. <laughs> it's, not, it's not every day that I sit there and have my standings of my favorite Disney princesses. Yeah. Uh, uh, Moana comes to mind. Uh, okay. She's a strong uh, female princess. Uh, duh. She's a strong princess, a strong female character uh, that I was – that. Uh, you know, whereas with all the other ones that I've took allocate to watch or she's watched, the princess is always well, most of them, princess is always the damsel in distress. You know, has to be saved. Whereas in Moana, she wasn't. Uh, Rapunzel, cool. Rapunzel's the same way, uh, and uh, Brave Merida is the same way. Uh, you know, you don't really think about it till you have a, a a daughter and then you're like man all these princesses all they do is like you know need to be saved and then it's pretty cool when you get to see them not but uh, I think I'd go Princess Leia with you since you brought that up because I hadn't really thought of it but we you can't, can't steal mine you can't steal my stuff I'm going to steal it I, 
I'm giving you credit because that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is that all right? I mean, I can that's name fine. three others. Uh, Princess Leia, Moana, and uh, probably I'm gonna go with Merida. I think. Uh, Can we start naming off the uh, Marvel female, the the female heroes, calling them princesses. Uh, Captain Marvel, you know Carol Danvers. Um, that's all I got right now. Scarlet Witch. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Uh, that's sure. it. That's all we got. Uh, I got one more, and then we'll get out of here because um, I've got. Lots of stuff to do to get ready for this trip. Uh, Josh had posted on the uh, website, or I'm on the Facebook page, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just going to paraphrase a little bit. He said that uh, he was he knows I played a little bit of Jedi Fallen Order, and me and him have talked about it, but thought that the other listeners would like to hear little bit about it. Yes, uh, I've played the opening level and a little bit more. I really haven't had the time to play a lot. Uh, I dig the story so far. I mean, it's ba- I'm just literally getting started with it, but uh, it's uh, it's interesting, it seems, so far. Uh, the graphics on it are ridiculous. The sword, the, the lightsaber fighting is good. Uh, there was a couple of kind of awkward... Uh, control choices they made but just like anything else once you get used to it it wasn't too bad the the climbing mechanic was a little weird at first uh, I think you had to hold LT to climb and then there was a couple of odd little button placements that you did but I mean mm-hmm. uh, it's got kind of a the, the fighting is kind of a uh, made me think of a little bit of like Spider-Man or Batman uh, you know type of fighting. Keep your combo like meter going. Uh, there's, there's not a combo meter, but like it just feels like that. J- just the feel of it, you know what I'm saying? And uh, yeah. I don't have any real force powers right now. I have like a slow down thing and that's it. But uh, I'm digging it. Um, Isaac had posted on there. He's put 11 hours into it so far. Oh, and nice. He's enjoying it quite a bit, he said. And I asked him, and hopefully he will, uh, once he gets done. Uh, put a little post up telling us what he, his thoughts on it because uh, as is the case with most of these I have no idea when I'll get to finish it uh, it's not really It's I think they said if you mainline it I think it's about 15 maybe 20 hours something like that but uh, I'll be interested to see where it goes So I will probably wait for the price to go down I, I don't know I just I'm just like I said I'm so glad it's been like kind of an off season for me when it comes to uh, video games during this well Christmas season. It has been a slow holiday season when it comes to games. You know what I'm saying? Compared to some mm-hmm. years where we've had multiple games that kind of overlap and you don't really get to enjoy one or the other. So I don't know. I, I'm really just enjoying Game Pass, though. The value they get out of it. Yeah. Man, I'm just yeah. Got yeah, they, put, they put Rage on there. That's all. Uh, I'm just never interested in the Rage series. And that remnant I was telling you about, I want to try it. So, but anyway, um, anything else you want to add, Clay? Uh, I will not stand for a Christmas story slander on the Facebook page. Well, I didn't. It is the best. No Christmas movie. It's not of all time. It's not. I know a lot of you guys like that one Christmas movie with Chevy Chase. <laughs> Garbage. Uh, 
Christmas vacation is the one you're referring to. Garbage. I'm going to call oh. it garbage vacation. I don't think either one of those are my favorite. Honestly, I don't know. I don't really know what my favorite Christmas movie would be. Honestly, but I, I, Christmas Story. Um, I didn't really slam it. It's just that I've watched it so much that I. Oh, I don't. I, no, I didn't think you slammed it. I'm just saying some other people are. They're slander. I know. Won't stand for it. But no, sir. I'm just burned out on it, I and mean, I think part of that burnout comes from <laughs> 24 hours yeah, on TV. 24 <laughs> hours on TV. Ain't it on TBS and TNT both that they show it for? Like I have no idea. Because I be, think they got basketball on one channel though. Because you know usually that's when their mm-hmm. Christmas games are out. So. But uh, it's probably TBS, though. I don't know what my favorite Christmas movie would be, honestly. Uh, You'd be like the really cool chic person, so it's Die Hard. <laughs> no, uh, no. I do like Die Hard. Don't get me wrong, but it's not my favorite Christmas movie. Uh, maybe uh, Ernest, man, uh, maybe Ernest Saves Christmas. I'm sorry. Maybe something. There you go. It'd be something. You it'd go. be something. You know, silly or dumb or something. I don't need. Well, not that either one of those aren't silly or dumb, but. Uh, anyway, uh, anything else, Clay, before we get out of here? Oh, man. Hope you guys have a safe trip, man. It's going to be a nice little Thank vacation you. for me. I guess um, not having to worry about uh, podcasting for, like, what, a week? Yeah, we'll be back still next week with a regular episode. Uh, I think we'll get back in Monday, so I'll be able to recover. Uh, I don't know. We may do another uh, morsel-sized episode just because it's Thanksgiving. And the snack, Jason. Yeah. Get it right, man. Gotta like, make snack like happen. A morsel. Can I have a morsel? Morsel. Yeah. Maybe when you uh, do this with another guest, but the main podcast, man, <laughs> it's a snack, son. Snack size. This is a snack size. So but, yeah. Uh, um, I will see. Uh, I, I hopefully I'll be able to send back some. I'll be able to post some cool pics from over at the uh, Galaxy's Edge stuff. I'm pretty excited. Oh man, so the, jealous. Millennium Falcon and all that. Uh, hopefully, I'll get to ride the Smuggler's Run. But I've been watching times. It's usually about set, uh, an hour to an hour and twenty minute wait time. So I don't know if I'll well be worth to. it. Well, it'd be worth it for me, but I don't know if I can leave my wife and daughter for that long. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So it's all logistics. We'll see. But anyway, I'll, I'll probably try to post some pictures from all that nonsense. Uh, we're looking forward to it. Uh, with that. Clay, um, as always, uh, you can catch us on the Facebook page. You can send us emails to rfn.podcast1.com, uh, Twitter at From Ramblings, and on Instagram it's rfn underscore podcast. Uh, are you on social media still? Sweet JJ1S, yeah, man. I'm sitting there sorry, talking the ways of uh, Watchmen. And are you back for good? Man, right now. Are you back for good, or are you just uh, just kind of flirting with the outskirts I, of it? It's just outskirts. I'm not actually on it. I mean, it's, I'm locked in, but I've just... Uh, see, I've tried to tag still, you. I tried to tag you in the last episode stuff, and it wouldn't let me. I, it may have just been where You I should was, be able to. Well, it may have been where I was on my work, on the work uh, internet, and that could have been doing a block on it, too, because it's kind of... It's weird. Kind of when, just the Twitter in general. Like, it'll let you pull up, but then once you try to do something, it kind of blocks it. It's weird the way it works. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty so, weird, but anyway... Uh, I'm at Jason76Z. Uh, we'll see you guys. Uh, hopefully, I'll be back next week. Uh, we'll discuss it and see. But with that, we are out. But I want to go back.
Black Katoshi's texting at the power converters. Andy, 